Hello, Real Madrid fans. This is your host, Enrique Caceres, the Real Madrid Champions of Champions podcast. Thank you all for listening. Wow. What a controversy game. What a, a lot of controversy calls, a lot of, uh, a very, a game with a lot of um, twists and turns, a game that had uh, many calls that were questionable, many calls that were in favor, many calls against teams upset, players uh, frustrated, feel like calls weren't going their way. It was ups and turns, but the remontada happened. Real Madrid came out on top again. As always, they always win in, in dramatic fashion, and they're known for always coming, playing well behind the losing a game they play well always chasing the game they always play well when their uh backs against the wall uh 3-2 game versus Almaria Real Madrid wins 3-2 uh goals by Jude Bellingham goals by Vinicius Jr goal by Danny Carvajal uh let's start if uh the first very minute maybe even the first 30 seconds uh Ramzadi scores a goal Almaria's striker in the first minute uh a play that Nacho is able to get the ball, but a little flustered at the time playing with Tony Cruz. Uh, and he uh, fluffs his lines with the ball as well, grabs the ball, misplaces it, and uh, the attack starts for Almaria. Um, they able to twist and turn Tony Rudiger, able to twist and turn Nacho, get them out of place off balance, chasing shadows. And the... Uh, Central midfielder of um, Almaria was able to find hit with good composure, slip in a pass for uh, their striker inside the six-yard buck. And I felt Kepa could have done better, but also he just didn't have a strong enough foot and maybe a bit imbalanced as well. He is not a, he's not a Courtois. Luna would have never done it, even anything else. Courtois is used to maybe playing 1v1 and closing down players. Uh, just isn't that. Um now we're one nothing down in one minute and we still look like uh we still don't look like ever scoring anywhere at any time in this first half and then we go two nothing down in the 43rd minute for Almaria. Almaria again Nacho fluffs his lines again uh miss clearing the ball or maybe trying to play out the back off of a goal kick and he's in the top of his 18 our uh, final third, Real Madrid's final third, and he's able to not clear it properly, land properly back into Edgar Gonzalez's uh, path, and he just instinct takes over. He strikes it about 25 yards out, goes up or 90, and uh, Kepa still nowhere to be found again there. Uh, no man's land again. Nacho, Kepa, both... Uh, at fault with goals, I think uh, Nacho more, and then the second half starts and Nacho seems to Nacho subbed off. Uh, there, there goes that with him, and then Jude Bellingham gets a fortunate penalty kick in the 57th minute from a cross from uh, Fran Garcia. Uh, but the issue is uh, Joe Rudiger misses the ball inside the 18. The team looks a little more pressed, a little more uh, motive intensified. Um, and then Rudiger's up for the ball in one play in the 57th minute. And Joselu's up for the ball for another corner there as well. And the play, the ball, Joselu deflects it, gets a header on, but it hits the arm of the 
Almeria center backs uh, extended arm penalty. VAR decides it as well with the referee. Penalty scored by uh, Jude Bellingham down the middle. 2-1 Madrid. Uh, and then uh, Almeria at this time was able to get a goal removed by VAR as well because they scored uh, Arriba, Sergio Arribas from a breakaway. Uh, two passes, three passes out, out wide. But their central midfielder had hit... Um, Jude Bellingham in the face while turning and blocking him off. So the foul was called and the goal was disallowed. And then in the 67th minute, a ball played from the uh, right-hand side in, in Almeria's final third from a Real Madrid player crossing it, finding Vinicius Jr. in between two players sandwich. And uh, the ball is placed possibly in between his shoulder and his upper of his arm. It's counted as a goal. It goes into the net. Now, VAR says it's good. The ref said didn't allow it, but the VAR overruled it and allowed the goal. I can't say which was a goal, if it was a handball or not. Every camera angle that ESPN had was uh, very different at certain points. Some said it did, some said it didn't. Shoulder. What can you say? It's not up to us to debate. It's up to the VAR and the referees to decide and the camera views to get better. That's all. But the goal's allowed. We're at 2 2. And then 90 minute plus nine, Carvajal comes big. Braham Diaz down the right finds Jude Bellingham inside the box. And Jude with the intelligence to head the ball across the goal and to find Danny Carvajal in the far post, making a blistering run inside the box, tireless and able to slip the ball past in the far post to make it 3-2. Game, set, match. Real Madrid wins. Let's go home with the three points. And we're at home and the crowd is... is uh, excited the crowd is happy let me give you some analysis of this game Real Madrid from minute one to minute 45 looked disinterested in this game looked disorganized in this game probably was the worst half I've seen them play in quite some time they looked uh, with no ideas everyone seemed to be gearing towards Vinicius Jr Every player, every defender from Almeria closed him down and all the Real Madrid players were just supporting him on, on that left side instead of opening the field up where they're more valuable. They have not been in this case um, in the first half. Nacho's having a, a game to forget and subbed off in halftime. Madrid looked tired. Madrid looked uh, exhausted. Madrid looked... Uh, not interested in the game and looked like the formation was set wrong by Carlo Ancelotti, which why have, why put such a star team up when you could have put a weaker side, Joslu could have started this game, Almaria's last place, could have played them more, maybe they would have had more to offer, maybe they would have had more, um, hindsight's 2020. I felt why Madrid lost this game is because they always start slow and they had played two games in the past for 120 minutes in the last games, Barcelona and and Atletico Madrid, and they they struggled in both games with the tired legs. And then this third game seemed to be getting up for those games coming down to play Almeria seemed to be a disturbing moment for for Real Madrid, a moment that they looked uh, disengaged in the game, looked like they were didn't want to be there. It was Sunday night, something they wished they had not been involved, but. One story was the first half, and the second story was the second half. And uh, Carlo Ancelotti quickly made changes. 
felt that he made mistakes in the lineup. Uh, took out Mendy, put Frank Garcia in, took out uh, um, Rodrigo and put Joe Salou, and took out um, Nacho and put Kama uh, many in center back and put Brahim Diaz out wide to create the width and help Danny Carvajal with the overloads. So now Madrid looked a lot better battling on both fronts, on both sides, left and right, with Brahim Diaz with Danny Carvalho on one side, uh, Frank Garcia and Vinny Jr. on the other side, and went right for it. And Joselu in the middle to offer a lot. Joselu is not my cup of tea. He's not a player I feel that is good enough to be at this squad, but he has certain attributes that people need to understand. People need to understand that. Joselu isn't there to score 25 goals. Uh, if he gets goals, it's it's a plus, but he's there to disturb the defense for the other players to able to uh, to capitalize. The Jude Bellingham's of the world, the Vinicius Juniors of the world, the Rodrigo's, the Brahim Diaz. There, he's able just to be a player to play off of and score. He's a player to able to muscle out uh, bigger defenders to create space and find the outlet. He's able there in the 18 to create chaos so that other players can capitalize the talented players and finish the net. That's where Joselu comes in. Both Joselu's there to chase. Joselu's there to defend. Joselu's there to win the headers and the second balls. Let's all be honest with that. And maybe he should have started this game because he would have gave Amalia more trouble than they already expected. I don't know why we played this way in the beginning. I felt we had a tired team out there in the first half looked disinterested like i said it was possibly the worst half i've seen in real madrid uh this season for uh, all time and probably starting i just i didn't see anything in them at, at all at this time um but quickly the subs made a difference the goals came in understandably they were a bit delayed understandably they were a bit uh a lot of controversy in them all i mean i can't explain where var is going i'm not going to go into details of that way i can only say what they call and what i can see and what i can play i can't see uh, every camera angle i can't tell where everything is going on the referee's mindset and the referee's time but most calls were 50 50 or people would say they're egregious i wouldn't say so i've seen calls done against real madrid this way and i've seen calls in favor so i'm just here hey throughout the season we will tell if the winner of the league i always say the good calls happen and then there's bad calls that happen but they all even out at the end and the right team wins the league and uh let's say where we go right now this is a boost for us to keep it going of course everyone's going to be calling us out people hate this club but i think at the end we need to not worry about what var is my man of the match performance at the end is jude bellingham with a great um great final piece of performance he was fantastic today he looked exhausted but then finds the energy to continue playing which is fantastic. I never met a guy who never seen a player play the way he plays. And it just looks like he's exhausted and then running in the last 90 minutes. He will miss the next game against Las Palmas, but he does need a rest. And it might be helpful to play, uh, play off the weekend and not play at all. And my second team to, uh, player to mention, Tani Carvajal. He's having a tremendous season this year. He looks uh, youthful. He looks bright, uh, vibrant. He looks um, 
energetic. He looks like going down the line and priving so much offense. It's fantastic. Maybe Ibrahim Diaz has helped him much more. Maybe the injury crisis he's put in the past. But a special mention to him with the game-winning goal and the game on the line to continue on and fighting. These are some of the moments where you have to understand where everything is going. Um, we have the man of the match, and then we have the reasons why we won. Um, Carlo makes the mistake, recovers from it. Substitutions were fantastic. Diaz, Garcia, moving too many to the back, and then putting in... Um, um, uh, uh and then the later on substitutions were quite vital. Kamavinga chasing every ball down and fantastic. He's such so much energy taking on Tony Cruz, saying, you know what, I'll take a gamble with a kid that can chase down any any ball because Almarias will chase will will run you down to the ground. And then Kamavinga had a good game chasing everyone, making sure that he hit every player that he saw and got them out of their groove from Almaria. They never regain composure at the end. Um, I have to say, um, what a what was so important in the game was recovery of what we were basically lethargic, no intensity, and then happily getting back into it. Um, I can't say any more about it, but uh, also another one crucial Danny Savaya is coming in for Valverde who looked uh, without a gas without gas he looked exhausted he looked tired I wouldn't want to see him play the next game maybe rest a bit they do have a few more um, the subs were, were amazing and then Vinny looked a lot better less complained on against the ref uh, composure into the game Rodrigo, I feel bad for him to be subbed off. Maybe it looks like he was the issue, but I don't think he was. I think it was just basically um, not being, maybe not the right game plan for him. Maybe him not being uh, active enough and not getting the ball enough and maybe being in the wrong places. Um, we played into Almaria's hands, I think, at some point. We played less uh, intensified and... When we bring the intensity in from the subs, that's what matches Almaria, and they're already tired from playing such a great first half. Asking other player, asking a team of Almaria's caliber to play full 90 minutes at that intensity is quite impossible, especially against talented players. Maybe less talented players, they can resolve it. But when you have Jude, when you have Vinny, when you have Brihem Diaz coming on, you have Danny Savayos, you have... Uh, uh, too many dropping in midfield. Rudiger playing on his own. Carvajal playing lights out this season. Uh, there and, and I'm, I'm. We don't have a fantastic lineup. Players that are scoring thirty goals a season from off the bench, but we have players that are caliber enough to finish the game off. Uh, I think the bench won us the game. I think Carlos uh, recovering from mistakes won us the game. I think the talent that we have won us the game. I think, and I hate to say it, a bit of lucky calls going our way won us the game. Bounces going our way, but we need that, especially at home. You need always home teams get good calls. They never get the calls against them, and that's every big club. And if a fan can't can't realize that, then they're not really a true fan and see the game day in and day out, week in, week out. Big clubs always get calls at home, regardless of Manchester United, Juventus, Liverpool. They, no one's ever going to call against them. Far, far and be 
too far and too far between there's uh, these calls that come this way. But let's say Madrid were at the end in the final 20 minutes, the better team. They won. They got the result. We'll find a way to get our our chips in order. Madrid needs to recover. They have plenty of time to recover at this point. Um, the standings are at the moment Girona on top with 52 points, Real Madrid with 51. Uh, but Real Madrid has a game in hand as well as Barcelona sitting in third with a game in hand with 44 points. So Madrid needs to win again. Madrid will play Las Palmas again uh, Saturday away from home, January 27th. And then they play again on February 1st, Thursday against Getafe. And then they're back on Sunday, February 4th against Atletico Madrid at home. So then the crucial game to play, we have some big games going on. Two two fairly uh, vital games that are should be six-pointers. And then we have two games that we must win, Atletico Madrid versus and then Girona on February 10th. Four games that will be crucial for Real Madrid at this point right now. And then we start the Champions League as well, away from home on the uh, 13th of February. But Real Madrid, I'll be honest, fortunate but also fair. They played well in the second half and they had players that were able to... We could have gotten more goals uh, I felt if things were going our way at the at, at our end, but we didn't play our best and we were always behind the eight ball. But things always come out for Real Madrid because they prove to be a team that never gives up, always keeps fighting. And we're not going to give up uh, as well. Um, thank you again for listening to the pod. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Um, thanks. Bye.